1: Welcome in to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're usually the first thing that pops up. Really easy to find. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter. At Chelsea Messenger is my handle. It's just my name. Also, really easy to find. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, today is Friday, September 27th. Happy Friday, everyone, and good luck on the. Incoming week of college football and NFL. Of course, we've got plenty of football to dive into uh, this Friday afternoon, including the original football, soccer. We've got Premier League soccer with Nick Giever in the first segment. Uh, And then second, we've got some NFL, along with a couple college football games with Chip Cherimbis. And then finally, we've got NFL rapid fire with Joe D'Amico and Craig Trapp. We've got a ton of games to get to, and we've got, hopefully, a lot of winners picked out. Uh, We also have four college football games tonight that we've covered in some of the previous shows in depth. If you head to our YouTube page, we have analysis and updates on all of those games, so it's kind of like a Netflix for sports bettors if you want to head over to our YouTube page. Uh, For those games tonight, Duke at Virginia Tech, Penn State, Maryland. San Jose State Air Force, Arizona State, and Cal. So uh, I'm kind of excited for that Pac-12 one because Pac-12, after dark, always exciting. Uh, speaking of last night's game, the Eagles won uh, as outright underdogs, 34-27 over the Packers. <laughs> Craig's looking at me. <laughs> I got that correct, though, right? Yes. Oh, you oh. just lost. <laughs> We've got some sour sallies in the building. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, Doug Peterson is now 4-0 and on Thursday Night Football. What a stat. Uh, the Packers were 3-0 and against the spread this season. Not so much anymore. Uh, we'll dive into all kinds of football today. And also, did you see who's headlining, headlining uh, the Super Bowl halftime show? J-Lo and Shakira. Uh, It looks like I saw a joke on Twitter how Tom Brady is not going to be the hottest (laughs) 50-year-old at the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) Of course, because J-Lo, man, she doesn't age. Uh, We'll be back after the break, starting off with some soccer. Stick with us on Picks and Parlays Radio. I have two. Oh, good. (laughs) We're having pen debates on Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back. Uh, As you can see, we're ready for business here on this Friday afternoon. Uh, I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. I'm joined now by Nick Nick Geber, who is back by popular demand.
2: Apparently so, Chelsea. My picks have been, well, they've been wicked hot, let's be honest. And uh, quite frankly, I have developed a small problem. My right arm has become substantially longer than my left. That's as a result of me patting myself on the back quite so much. I was
3: wondering where that was going.
2: My my picks... (laughs) My picks have been good, but I have to tell you, we're talking Premier League football, and this weekend, well, it's it's just, it's a little bit of a snoozer, to be fair, because...
1: You're Just, not hyping us up right now. I know, I'm
2: sorry, but every week up to this point we've had like a big six matchup, a massive derby or, you know, some some great huge upsets. But some, this
1: is a, a betting show. So, I mean, is. you can still win money even though they're snooze fest. I mean, we bet on terrible games when, the, when it comes to football.
2: It is, and quite frankly, Chelsea, <laughs> I, am, I do have some good money picks for you today. Uh, maybe not the uh, most spectacular of games, uh, the matches everybody wants to see, but I have three that I've selected. Uh, I have uh, personally... Uh, brought these out from the from the pot of goodness, and I'm presenting them to our viewers and listeners here so that they can win a little Dosh this weekend.
1: All right, yeah. For those of the you that don't know, Dosh is money.
2: That's right, Chelsea. <laughs> something I'm, I had to learn. I'm training you well. I like this. All right. Uh, Sky Sports will come a calling next, so watch out. Okay, let's, shall we start with uh, a match that? Uh, uh, well, I'll put it this way: Aston Villa Burnley at Villa Park, and Villa are still probably trying to figure out exactly how they managed to lose to Arsenal's 10 men uh, after they were ahead last week and really I can't answer that question because Arsenal are quite frankly uh, one of the more up and down teams pretty much lacking in any sort of defense whatsoever in the Premier League but Aston Villa did manage to choke Um, but this match is at uh, Villa Park Burnley on the other hand uh, they beat Norwich without too many problems last weekend. So you might think, well, Villa, horrible. Burnley, you know, Burnley might win. But actually, this is a Villa Park. So I quite like this. Burnley have yet to win away. And that, I think, folks, that is the stat, the fact that is going to really take me to telling you to bet the Villa win at home, Villa Park. Plus 120. Now, I predict the score line here, Charles, is going to be 2 1. And the reason I did that is because. You've been I actually, hot on those scores. Yeah, yeah. I actually threw out a bunch of numbers and put fish smell on them. And whichever one my cat jumped on, uh, those are the ones I picked. Well, she <laughs> jumped on a 2 and she jumped on a 1. So I'm thinking this is 2 1. Total goals, the line on this one's 2.5. So you want to bet the over. And hey, it's plus 101. So how about that?
1: All take right. Take the over.
2: Plus 101. Take Villa at home. Uh, you know, and it is hard to uh, back against Burnley, but uh, I do think Dean Smith's side going to get it done here.
1: All right, let's move on to some other games, some All other right. winners. And right. I know sometimes uh, Nick's been predicting these draws that have been paying really well.
2: Well, sure. <laughs> you must read my mind, all my notes, Chelsea. I'm not sure which one. Because, I can't read
1: it. That writing because, is so small.
2: Yeah, we're going for another one today. <laughs> Bournemouth, West Ham. This is uh, West Ham away. West Ham are unbeaten in their last five. And Bournemouth, well, Bournemouth are struggling mightily. Now, last season, um, these two teams... Well, West Ham in particular was struggling, but uh, under Pellegrini, their manager, uh, they've really come through. And I said they've won, uh, they're unbeaten in their last five. Uh, This is fifth and sixth in the table. So this is a match with what we call a six-pointer. There are lots of implications on this because, uh, obviously, uh, Bournemouth would love to leapfrog West Ham in the table, move up to fifth if they could do that. But midweek was a bit of a disaster for both these clubs. They both played in the Carabao Cup. And um, unfortunately, uh, they both lost. Part of that is because they were playing uh, some younger players and some players off the bench because they wanted to keep their first string team intact for the big match over the weekend. But uh, West Ham did lose to Oxford and Bournemouth did lose to Burton Albion surprisingly enough. Now, I know that name's probably uh, something you've never heard before, Chelsea. But look, I actually quite like this match to be one of those patented draws I talk about all the time. This one, I think, is going to be a 2-2 draw, at plus 261. And I've been really struggling to find the value for you this weekend. But plus 261, the draw at Bournemouth, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, the total goals are three. The overs only minus 112. Probably don't want to take that. But that's my prediction for bournemouth west ham and i know that excites you
1: oh yeah you can tell i'm just seething with excitement i, I can tell <laughs> all right so the reason yes. we do some of these soccer uh, matches on friday is because the injury report or you guys call it something different correct well
2: no the uh the phys well they're in the physio room uh and the the injury report comes out but it's not even that so much it's that um a, you know a lot of the times uh... the team sheets are really up in the air during the week and they, okay. they start to sort of solidify I themselves. knew there
1: was a reason. Right
2: <laughs> now the, the next match I want to get to and we are sort of moving along at quite a clip here so we might have to do some more vernacular lessons after this Joseph. Vernacular? Oh look that's the phone that's the boss apparently I've been yanked.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> No, you're carrying the team okay, right now okay good all right <laughs> well
2: this match is a fascinating one the next one is at the molyneux it's wolverhampton wanderers versus watford now last season uh, wolves finished seventh uh, watford finished 11th and there were times last season where i was saying that both of these teams had the potential to be the quote best of the rest or you know right. really if they if they kicked on from last season then this season they really might challenge for a top six position Well, unfortunately, not so much, because right now Wolverhampton Wanderers are 19th, that's second to last at the table, and Watford are dead bottom. Neither of these teams have a win yet on the season, and we are six matches in. It's a bit of a shocker, to be quite honest with you, Chelsea, a bit of a shocker. But we do have one here. This is at the Molyneux. Uh, Watford they had a bit of an awful time last week they played champions Manchester City and uh, I'm gonna ask you to guess the scoreline on that one Chelsea
1: guess the score yeah. they had an awful time yeah uh 5 nothing. no it was
2: 8-0 they did eight, manage nothing. to lose 8-0 <laughs> oh, to the no. champions of Manchester City poor old Watford I, I'm actually quite fond of this club they're a, great club, great ownership. They've had some injury problems, Troy Deeney being really one of the key injuries that they've had. But I don't know what's been going on at Watford. They are absolutely imploding this season. And if we talk about the relegation battle, I mean, they're going to have to do something and do something quickly. And I know we're only six games in, or it's going to be uh, down to the championship for them next season, the rate they are going. Wolverhampton Wanderers, on the other hand, last season, they played some absolutely cracking football. Uh, just yet to see it really this season, uh, and this, though, is a wonderful fixture for Wolves. Um, they did get a point against Crystal Palace last week, and that was perhaps a light, uh, sort of brief glimpse of hope. Uh, but for this one at home, I like Wolves to win. I like Wolves to get their first win of the season. Wolves are plus 102 right now, so that's my pick for this match. Wolverhampton Wanderers at the Molyneux, home win, plus 102. Chelsea, are you going to put some money on this one? <laughs>
1: I don't know, your picks have been hitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though I like to take those big value ones, because earlier in the year you had some of those that were, uh, what, plus 400? Oh, yeah,
2: plus 447, actually. That week I got two. I got a plus 274 and a plus 447, and I know, Chelsea that you took them both because I saw the new Bentley. Oh. Very nice. (laughs) I think that was
1: O.J. driving around town. Yeah, by the way, I'd like
2: to say hello to my friends in Nigeria who follow me very closely. Uh, and, you know, I'm very happy to give our Nigerian brothers and sisters the uh, point them in the right direction on some betting. Uh, but I do have that big value. Remember, I've got Bournemouth West Ham. I said the draw 2-2 sixty one. Of course, when I win, I want all the praise. But if I don't win, I just don't want to hear about it. All
1: right. <laughs> all right so let's explain soccer odds a little bit because they do work a little differently. Nobody's minus odds, right?
2: No, you do get some minus odds, absolutely. You definitely get some minus odds. So basically, you get to bet the win, the loss or the draw. draw right. And the total goals as well, which is sort of like your total points. Right. and uh, yeah. It's usually the over or the under. Uh, you, generally, on the total goals, uh, you know, you, you're not seeing massive odds on those. There's not an enormous value on those. Of course, right. you know I don't know what the over five was for the Manchester City Watford game last week. Yeah. I, I imagine you know uh, uh, goal, uh, you know eight goals total would have probably paid something quite nice, but uh, I didn't bet it. You know uh, something that's as mismatched as that. Unless you're looking at uh, a situation where there's some uh, off-field issues going on. Tottenham are a great example, by the way. I right. mean, Tottenham should beat almost all the teams they play, but they are such a disaster of a club right now. There's so many things going on that it's very hard to... Uh, uh, you might find a little value on a, on a, on a Tottenham uh, match. They're playing Southampton at home uh, this week. I actually think they're going to win, so there's no real value there.
1: I think Tom Right. I was straight. just wondering, because plus 102, are they a favorite in that one? Uh,
2: well, plus 102, no, they're not the favorite on that one, actually. Um, I believe, uh, I want to say that I think oh, Watford might have. I didn't see the total odds, actually. Okay. M- maybe I Craig can look it up quickly <laughs> while we're going. We've got, We've 30, got 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. He's a master of this, I tell you that. He
1: doesn't look too enthused. Well, <laughs>
2: all, right. <laughs> all right well there you have it Chelsea. there's a po- few pointers for the all weekend right the as
1: usual Nick's carrying the team on our soccer talk always good stuff and always some good winners so you might want to place your bets now uh thanks again for joining us we're back after the break talking football the American kind on picks and parlays radio oh, <laughs> Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search Picks and Parlays. We're really easy to find. Today is Friday afternoon, and thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can can find me on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. Right now, we've got Chip Chirimbus in the studio uh, to talk a little NFL, a little college football, and Chip you had a nice little winner last night
4: yeah we had two actually but one in the nfl without a doubt was philadelphia and uh other than being down ten nothing early, I mean they are pretty much in contention the whole game and uh, in command. Uh, the NFL has really been working well after stumbling our stubbing our toe the first week out. Chelsea have come on really really strong. Yeah, eleven and, and four. Eleven and four in the last fifteen releases and Monday night there's a, a great one between two zero and three teams.
1: So somebody's <laughs> got to win.
4: Well, hopefully. <laughs> well, you know, I guess
1: you can tie. Yeah, <laughs> we can now
4: in the NFL. But um, Cincinnati zero three and the and the Pirates, the Steelers are zero three and zero and three against the number. Um, this line opened with Pittsburgh as a little bit stronger favorite because I think of the way that the Pirates have always dominated the Pirates. The Pirates? The Pirates I was going to say, the
1: Pirates, the Pirates haven't been dominating you, much. You're, <laughs> no, but you're right, they haven't dominated
4: anything. But um, the Steelers have dominated Cincinnati. I mean, they're 18-7-1 against this team in the last 25 and um, that is a real domination when two teams meet every single year. But there's other ways to look at this contest because Pittsburgh just doesn't look the same anymore, Chelsea. No, they... it
1: doesn't look like the traditional Steelers teams of the past. They don't have Absolutely. Big Ben. Uh, they don't have, I guess James Conner is doing well, but he's not Le'Veon Bell. Uh, or at least, I mean, when well, you they... don't have a quarterback to take the pressure off the run game, it's, it makes it a lot harder. And they're
4: also struggling on offense. They have their very little run game. And Ben, of course, was pretty inconsistent before he got hurt. 0-3 for the Steelers is really a shocker, but they're, they're only 1-5 against the AFC competition, and they're 4-10 and in their last 14 at home. So maybe you'd look toward the Bengals, but the Bengals have lost eight of their last nine straight up. Chelsea, they are 6-0 and against the number in their last six on the road, and Andy Dalton has thrown for 978 yards already this season, But that record at Pittsburgh really is daunting. And I'll tell you, I think the way to go on this contest on a Monday night would be for these two teams to play under the total. Pittsburgh has very little offense now, and eight of the last ten times they've met in Pittsburgh, it has gone under the total. So Monday night, instead of having to fight it out as to um, which side's going to go here, just root for for each team to stay as inept as they are. Cincinnati has no running game, and neither do the Steelers. And I play that game under Monday night.
1: Right, you mentioned Cincinnati not having a run game, and that's putting a lot more pressure on Andy Dalton uh, to make something happen, and put a he, lot more pressure on him. He
4: threw the ball the first two games 75% of the time, and um, of course that, it's pretty tough to keep up those kind of stats, but uh, uh, Cincinnati is still struggling and looking for their identity as well as Pittsburgh.
1: Right, and we saw kind of last night in the Packers game when a team is very one-dimensional. I don't know why the Packers weren't running the ball at all. But it's a lot easier to stop.
4: Chelsea, yesterday we talked about how the fact that the Packers haven't put the ball in the air at all. And then yesterday right, and, they, and last night when they needed the running game and they looked like they only needed one yard, they didn't try, attempt to run the ball once. Four passing attempts, 0-4 for 4 for Rodgers in that situation. And they pretty much blew the game. I mean, they had the game inside the 10, first down that's two, what, two different times. That's what Dean's
1: baffles game. me when you have – I'm not a football coach. Right. Everybody knows this. <laughs> but when you're first in goal – and you don't run the ball at all, not once.
4: Well, you know, what I think one of the problems is, Chelsea, is that these quarterbacks no longer take the snap from under the center. And when even if you're at the one-yard line and you're in a shotgun, when you're snapping the ball back to Rodgers or whoever it may be, they're getting the ball on the six-yard right. line. Right, it's actually And that's a six-yard run from there. Right. As opposed to being able to quarterback sneak, which someone had mentioned yesterday, which isn't in the game plan if you don't have the quarterback under the center.
1: Right. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I think, was their leading rusher last night. Imagine that.
4: So how how are you going to win a game like that? And they did give up five touchdowns.
1: Right, and we digress. Uh, let's move on to some college football, yeah. where Chip is also hot. Let's take take a look at your numbers: twelve and two. Yeah, yeah. Chip's well, t- twelve and yeah, two. Yeah, Like I
4: said, we stubbed our toe the first weekend out, but these Friday night games and these Thursday night games, we've had nothing but winners each time out. Last night, two and zero, and Memphis. Actually, actually spotted the Navy a few points, but we weren't worried about that. We knew what was going on. Oh, you guys, this happens just like every that week. like that every week. Never worried. <laughs> every week. I'm telling you, don't, just get up in the morning, look at the final score, and then read about it later. But um, we've got a couple, yeah, of, couple of big college Yeah, let's move on to these games. Uh, no.
1: Indiana, Michigan State a uh, big matchup uh, for number 25 michigan state to see if their defense can continue uh being super dominant they're three and one two and two against the spread and they've only allowed 31 points in three games total so we're wondering if indiana can put some points up in this one michigan state favored by 14 total sits at 44.
4: well you know Chelsea, that number 31 is kind of key in 16 straight games now, the Spartans have not allowed their opponents to score 30 points. This is a, a continuum. Even the best teams, Oklahoma and Alabama, have had games where they allow teams to outscore them. Right. Uh, not outscore them, but say put up, a, put up some a, points. A, put up some points. Yeah. But this defense has been consistent. 16 straight games holding opponents under 30 points. You know, in the last six meetings between these two, of course, Michigan State has been a dominant team. Um, Indiana has been and also ran. and and college football and nowadays in college basketball as well. But um, the favorite is five and one in the last six meetings. And that's because Michigan state's been favored in the last six meetings. Although Michigan state has only covered two of their last eight at home. And, you know, Chelsea, this Indiana team, they they took out a senior quarterback who they had starting um, Peyton Ramsey. And they started um, a freshman and now he's been injured.
1: Right. Michael Penix, Jr. He had
4: had a concussion. So with his stature and his status for this game this week is in question. And, um, you know, since, uh, Ramsey got back into the quarterbacking uh, position and, you know, he is, he has plenty, plenty of experience. He's been out there before 36 of 41 for 473 yards. And that's pretty good. No matter who you're playing against, but Indiana is 0 and seven in her last seven at Michigan state, but they're averaging over 300 yards a game passing alone, though. they're seven and 18 in the conference shells. So I'm going to take a shot here. At 14 and a half points. 14 points is an awful big number. Indiana has proven they can move the ball through the air. They are 3-1 on a season. They know what it is like to win and be competitive. Their one loss, though, was... To Ohio State who just absolutely absolutely, right I
1: think you have to put an asterisk next to that one because Ohio State's been dominating everyone the only issue I'd have with Indiana is their starting left tackle is now out for the season so that can spell trouble against this Michigan State defensive line that's been really good and really really formidable especially uh, if your quarterback needs some time to throw the ball sometimes it can be an issue but like you mentioned 14 points is a lot,
4: and you know, losing a, a left tackle—the um, impact of that position can't be stressed more. I mean, look what's happened to Stanford. Stanford came out, right? Walker little Little's he, been yeah, out, and uh, they just haven't been the same since. So, um, you may have a key factor there.
1: All right, let's move on to SMU and USF. SMU four and O, and also four and O against the spread. They're looking to go five and O for the first time since nineteen. 19- 83 so this would be a huge win for their program uh meanwhile usf one and two two and one against the spread uh this is a conference game so both teams will be up uh how are we leaning on this one
4: well you know um smu has been 4-0 and since uh, my good buddy ron meyer who's passed on was coaching of course when they had the pony express down there right the mustangs <laughs> but smu 4-0 is coming off their biggest game of the season this team is hasn't been expected to play this well they're usually not expected to do as well as they're doing right now coming off the death penalty a number of years ago, but they're coming off their biggest game of the year, Chelsea. So TCU. That was a big win
1: over TCU for them. Yes, it
4: is. Two Dallas schools going head-to-head. I don't see them being emotionally ready to play a South Florida team that has struggled this year and has allowed seven rushing touchdowns. um, And... The thing about rushing touchdowns is SMU leads the nation. That's why they're called the Mustangs, I guess, they're running the ball (laughs) into the end zone. 15 rushing touchdowns. They're 4-1 as a favorite in their last five on the road.
1: Uh, And just to be clear, here's the line on this. Uh, SMU is favored minus 7.5 because, obviously, you play the number, you know, Uh, and the total sits at 62.5 just before we go any further.
4: Okay, well, you know, (laughs) I'm glad you brought up the offensive numbers because SMU is averaging five hundred. And 14 yards a game total offense, over 200 yards rushing. So, of course, horses do, horses do like the run, and so do Mustangs. The offense for South Florida really needs something to be desired. They're averaging under 300 yards total offense. They have absolutely no run game, but they are 5-1 in their AAC openers. They're 1-6 in their last seven at home. But I'm telling you, Chelsea, it's, it isn't so much the stats. If you look at the stats of this matchup, there's without a doubt, SMU is the better team. SMU is the team you're going to look to play that seven and a half or eight points by game time may be the equalizer, but tell you the truth, I think emotionally the Mustangs can't get to the same place they were last week against the Horn Frogs. I don't think they can be ready to play South Florida the way they were ready to play um, TCU last week.
1: Another interesting tidbit: uh, their quarterback Shane Bouchelle, uh, he actually was a quarterback at Texas. So it Charlie Strong, uh, he knows. Uh, this quarterback, I don't know if that makes a difference because it's not like it's the same playbook or anything. He just knows the tendencies because Charlie Strong, who's now the head coach at USF, uh, he knows this quarterback at SMU. Well,
4: you know, you were asking me about coaching tendencies and I think right. that would be more important than player tendencies yesterday. Yeah, and we right. talked yesterday how uh, Green Bay came in 3-0 and and that was a smaller sample than Peterson's 4-0 and overall on right. Thursday nights. So maybe the coaching, I think, Head-to-head is more viable and more important.
1: Right. It's just something, you know, of interest. Uh, I think Buschel, I think his dad played in the big leagues for a long time for the Rangers. Uh, also, fun we fact. Like,
4: we like that pedigree. <laughs> just uh, talk about Patrick Mahomes.
1: <laughs> right. right, yeah. he pedigree. It
4: and it ha- it's happening now all over Major League Baseball as well with Bouchette and all these other BGOs. Yeah. These players are coming and... and uh, Tatis. I mean, there's a number of them out there whose fathers were, were excellent players I know, in the major leagues. It's
1: not fair for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, but what has struck me about SMU is despite being an air raid offense, they are pretty balanced. They actually have a really even split when it comes to first downs, rushing and passing. So that's a lot harder to stop than say a team that's really one-dimensional.
4: Oh, absolutely. And the fact that they've already have that running game established where they're right. averaging virtually seven yards per attempt. I mean, that really opens up the passing game if teams... You know how it always works. Is if some people are using the pass nowadays to open up the running game. Right, in or vice old, versa. Right, and the old way it used yep. to be they'd establish the running game and then they'd start throwing... Things have changed nowadays, but to have the balance is rare, and SMU's got big-time balance right here.
1: So who are you taking this one, just one more time?
4: Um, we're going to take South Florida because of the emotional effect of um, SMU coming off the game against TCU. There was a, they're both located in Dallas. They played in Dallas. I watched the game again last night. It was on TV once again. And SMU really is a strong club all the way around 4-0, but I don't think they get it done this weekend.
1: All right, thanks again, Chip, for joining us. We hope he stays hot. And we'll be back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. And we're back. (laughs) Joe, are you ready down there? Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) We're back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. I am joined now by Craig Trapp and Joe D'Amico, who is prepping down there.
3: I'm prepping and (laughs) prepping. Craig doesn't have to worry about being good-looking like I do. We have to prep and prep a little bit more. I do love following Nick. I do love following Chipper. I love laying out with Chipper because I get all those good parking spaces. I love Chip. <laughs> my favorite part of the show, my favorite part of the show, Craig, myself, and Chelsea, rapid fire.
1: Right. Let's,
3: NFL. NFL week NFL four.
1: NFL week four rapid fire. Just to frame it up nice and tight for you guys. Uh, let's start off with the Patriots and the Bills. Two unbeaten teams uh, squaring off in the AFC East. Patriots. Uh, favored by seven in this one. Total sits at 42.5. Joe, how are you feeling on this one?
3: Well, first of all, Chelsea, I want to tell you how I'm feeling. I'm feeling wonderful because so far to date on Picks and Parlays, I'm 5-0 and on games of the month, 3-0 and in college conference games of the month, 2-0 and in NFL. This weekend I'm doing something I've never done before. I usually have one, two, possibly three big games over the course of the week. Guys, I have five games of the month this weekend. I'm reading my notes on this week, so I want to get it right. Guys, <laughs> I have my... AAC game of the month, my Conference USA game of the month, my Big Ten game of the month. That's all on Saturday, obviously. Sunday, my AFC East game of the month, and my granddaddy of the all, my <laughs> NFL game of the month. I am going to go 5-0 and on games of the month this weekend. You can get them all right here on Picks and Pollies. It is going to be explosive. I can talk about New England. Tell me, Craig, what do you want to say?
5: Well, I think this one, it's the Pats minus 7, first of all. Total set at 42.5. I'm guessing this is the AFC East game of the month.
3: Absolutely, I love this game. It doesn't get bigger or better than this. I want you to know, Craig, on picks and parlays, five and zero games of the month, and I'm so proud to be here this weekend with you and Jones.
5: Well, I think this one, this comes down to how much do you believe in this Bills team? They beat the Jets. Right. They beat the Bengals, and had to and had to hold on to the end to beat the Bengals. Well, I'm and a that Bengals Jets fan.
1: Jets game, game, they shouldn't have won.
5: They shouldn't have probably won either one of those games, and I mean they were up big at half against the Bengals. Let the Bengals come all the way back, take the lead. Then they took uh, the lead and had to hold on uh, with an interception down in the red zone late. I just don't believe in the Bills yet. I got to take the seven points with the Patriots. I know Bills Mafia probably going to have not some bad. negative comments down here, but listen, you have to prove it on the field against the best competition. And yes, the Pats haven't played that much better competition, but I do believe in Brady and Belichick. And let's take the seven or lay the seven points with. The New England Patriots.
1: I will say the Bills' defense has been really good. They've really? gone 15 straight games, allowing uh, less than 400 yards of offense to opponents. So that's not a small sample size. So their defense is good. The issue is the offense. Josh Allen can be good at times. He scrambles around, he's hard to cover, but he's also very unpredictable. And sometimes his de- decision making is a little questionable.
5: Josh Allen versus Brady. Who do you want? Even with sub points, I don't care where they're playing this at in the street, in Buffalo, in, in the New street. England. I'll take the. I'll take New England unless they're
1: playing in the parking lot where the Bills fans are jumping off tables. Yes. Then I'd probably take the Bills.
5: I wouldn't want Tom Brady going through a table at this age. Let's let's. Just
1: well, he out. won't even eat strawberries. That's so, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the Panthers and the Texans. Texans favored by four in this one. Total sits at forty-seven and a half. Joe, let's start with you.
3: Joe says everybody knows Cam Newton is out. This leaves the uh, Kyle Allen at the helm. Obviously a step down, but let's be honest, sports fans. The Panthers are no offensive juggernaut to begin with. I feel the number here is very, very sharp. It's right where it should be. Caroline's defense is good against the pass, horrible against the rush. I want you to know I think there's an argument for both sides. Craig, Chelsea, sports fans, I'm staying away from this game. I think there are better games on the board.
5: Well, there are probably better games on the board, but I think these are the the games that sometimes uh, bettors will overlook because it's not a high-profile matchup now that Cam Newton's not playing. Well, guess what? Like he said last week, they didn't need Cam Newton to win. They looked their most impressive last week. Yes, it was on the road against a, you know, probably the Cardinals a, a, an average is not, yeah. Arizona team. But they got it done in impressive fashion. I think there's a little confidence this week. I like the over 47.5 here. The Texans offenses look good. They look good against, oh, I think, I uh, almost said San Diego. The Chargers defense um, was, uh, was supposed to be pretty good. They didn't have any problems scoring last week. I like the over 47.5 here. I think a lot of people are going to stay away from this game, like Joe said, because Cam Newton's out. Mm-hmm. I think the Panthers put up points. I don't like the way the Panthers' defense has been playing. Um, let's take you over here.
1: I think the issue I have with this one is the Panthers' uh, pass rush has not been very prolific. Uh, despite adding Gerald McCoy, they haven't been able to put pressure on these quarterbacks. And Deshaun Watson, when he's not under pressure, is really good.
5: Well, Deshaun Watson's ability, he, he's back healthy again. When right. He's, his ability to... Uh, to scramble around, and we've seen this a lot of, with passers like him. Uh, Russell Westbrook, it's a lot. The Russell most Wilson, Russell. Not Wilson, Russell. <laughs> Russell Westbrook's in the NBA. But he obviously scrambles Russell. a little
1: bit, too. He scrambles.
5: He would be a heck of a quarterback. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson, you know, where he can scramble around, throw right. it down the field late. We've seen that in Watson, and sometimes he'll just pull it down a run. I really think Houston's going to put up a bunch of points here, and I think Carolina will do their their share. So I think the over is a little stronger play.
1: Yeah, I would almost say Kyle Allen has improved that offense uh, over the Cam Newton that we saw the first of the year, because I mean he wasn't doing anybody any favors.
5: He couldn't hit open receivers the first. Right,
1: few weeks. and he had no confidence. So right. I don't know. Uh, let's move on to the Bucks and the Rams. The Bucks making the trips the trip out west to the Rams. Rams favored minus nine and a half. Total sits at forty nine. The Rams are three and zero, and also three and zero against the spread.
3: Well, Chelsea, as you mentioned, three you know, straight up and against the spread. However, sports fans, something just ain't right in L.A. Uh, for whatever reason, they're just not the same team they were a season ago. Jared Goff—he's not throwing the ball very well. Uh, the passing team—the passing game ranks of 24th. They really do depend on Todd Gurley's legs. Guys, the Buccaneers are no world beat a butt, and this butt is bigger than Oprah's butt. Listen to me. They are very tough against the run. They're sixth in the league against the rush, and they can run the ball themselves and kill some clock. I'm not saying the Buccaneers are going to win this game outright, but getting nearly ten double digits here, they I believe the line is nine and a half, Craig, Chelsea. I have to take the Buccaneers here.
5: Well, if you're going to take the Bucs, I would say wait on this one because it does look like there's a bunch of money coming in on the Rams. I, I would hope this line, if, you, if you're going to bet the underdog, will go to the double digit 10 number being the key number but to me I just have to take the Rams I just think yes Todd Gurley's been not himself let's just put it that way he's shown that that flash but he just hasn't been able to do what he did early right. last season but
1: Malcolm Brown's been pretty right. good
5: that's what I was gonna say Malcolm Brown has been a nice uh, change of pace back for them I think the Rams here just put up too many points and after the Bucks lost and gave up all those points to a Giants team that's not very good. I just don't they have
1: They blew an 18-point lead. Oh,
5: that's hard. That's hard that's to take a That's tough to next. watch. And Although, then they
1: missed a field goal, right?
5: You know, a lot of these uh, guys that usually when you have that really bad game, a lot of people like to say, you know, they obviously are going to be up for this one. But I'm going to take the Rams here minus the 9.5. I don't love this game just because I don't like laying near double digits in the NFL.
1: Right, but if there was any team I would take that big number with, it would be the Rams. I think they've looked pretty good this year, and especially they, we talk about pass rushes, Aaron Donald versus Jameis Winston. I don't like that
5: matchup. Aaron Donald right now would probably be the defensive player of the year. I mean, he is wrecking teams. I mean, the Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to have nightmares about him after last week. He <laughs> was all over him. All, I mean, it's like you know he's the best player. How are you not double team him? But it doesn't no. matter. Double Maybe team, they'll double
1: team. team him this week. It I doesn't don't know. matter.
5: He he is a guy that's so fast and so explosive. Uh, if you don't get the ball out fast, he's going to wreck any passing game.
1: All right, let's move on to the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Seahawks uh, favored by five in this one. Total sits at forty-eight. Uh, the Cardinals 0 and 2 and 1, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I didn't put that down, but I, they tied, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, Joe, how are you feeling on this one?
3: Well, guys, normally Craig gives me some of the ugliest games on the board. I'll be honest with you. He <laughs> saves some of the toughest games for me. This is a game I really do like. Sports fans, I feel bad for Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. I, I mean, the Oklahoma product, he's not doing that bad. 830 yards passing, 61.3% completion rate, 4-3 to TD-INT ratio. But let me tell you why I feel bad for this guy. He has to face a very good Seahawks defense this week that comes in here pissed off after last week's loss to the Saints. Murray does not have the luxury of having a ground game to keep the Seattle defense honest. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is playing some of the best football of his career, guys. Look for him in his backfield to put up points against the 29th-ranked Arizona defense. They're allowing 29.3 a game. As long as this game is under a touchdown and it's five points as of taping this, I am playing Seattle here, and I like this game strongly.
5: Yeah, I do, too. I think Seattle is clearly the better team. I love when teams really lay an egg and then uh, they go on the road the next week. It really usually get, brings a team together. I think you're going to see that this week. I think Pete Carroll's going to have this team ready. Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, whoever's playing quarterback <laughs> <Doesn't matter. laughs> for the Seahawks. I think Seattle, minus five here is the play. Arizona was not great last week. Um, a backup quarterback like we already talked about uh, in Carolina. Struggling Carolina team went in there and took care of business. I think Seattle will do similar this week. Let's lay the five points with Seattle Seahawks.
1: All right, on to the NFC North. Vikings, Bears, Bears minus two. Total sits at 38. Uh, Joe, who are you liking this one?
3: Joe, uh, sports fans, don't fool yourself just because Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago offense played up 31 points on Washington. They don't think they're going to start to roll offensively. This team is still this offensive unit is still not in sync. I didn't like Trubisky in college. I don't like him in the pros. He's overrated. He's overvalued. I want you to know their defense is solid, and they are the reason why this team has a couple of victories. But another big but, guys. Oh, no. But Dalvin Cook and the second-ranked rushing attack of the Minnesota comes into Soldier Field. With the NFL's second ra- excuse me, scratch that, fifth-ranked defense, this team only lost 15.7 a game. Not only do I like Minnesota here, I think they win this game outright. Sh- win it, let me tell you, Chicago and Soldier Field are not what they once was. And I really don't like Mitch Trubisky, guys. I'm not a big fan of him. I think, I think, think he, he has, has the tools. <laughs> I think he has the talent, Chelsea and Craig. Too. I think he has a talent, yeah. uh, the physical talent. I don't think he has it up here. I don't think he's ever going to have it up here. You either got it or you ain't got it. He ain't got it. Minnesota's going to take it this week.
5: Well, last year, I will say, this is the reason I, I'm playing a total on this one. Chicago won both matchups. Minnesota was probably the biggest disappointment in the league last year. Right. They've looked better this year, but I still, am, I got a little bit of question because Kirk Cousins, he's basically a 500 quarterback. He is a 500 quarterback. I think he's one game above 500 in his career. So to me, I don't think he's that much better than Trubisky. And you, you have to, you know, obviously with the right. Bears at home, that defense is elite. I would say Mack is the second best defensive player of the year as far as right now. To me, I think you play the total here. I know it's a very low total. We mm-hmm. see this total at, 30 at 38. Eight. Yeah. That is, They're begging you to play the over in this one. Don't fall for it. Take the under 38. I think this one is a 17-13, 13-10 type game. Let's take the under 38 and what I think should be a good defensive battle.
1: Well, in the Bears' minus two, what jumps out to me is their kicker, Eddie Pinero, is dealing with a pinched nerve. So Bears and kickers... <laughs> disaster! That's <tough>. D- disaster! <laughs> tough. If
5: you're a Bears fan, you you hear an injured kicker, you're thinking, Aww. please don't make us go get another. Because at least he did hit the big game. Well, he might play this
1: week. He's not out. It's just he's been dealing with that. So well, at least the we'll positive. See. If
5: you're a Bears fan, he made the kick in Denver to win the game. <laughs> if long as he's healthy, you may be a fixture kicker woes. If you're a Chicago fan.
1: All right. About two minutes left and two games left. Jags Broncos Broncos minus three total thirty eight. Joe.
3: Well, guys, in August, if you would have told me that Gardner Minshew was going into mile-high to square off against Joe Flacco, I would have said Broncos all the way. Three games into the season, the rookie quarterback has better overall statistics than the 12-year veteran Jacksonville. They're putting up just 19.3 a game. But Denver, even ugly. Their offense, 15.3 a game. Both defenses are good. And outside of the Chiefs' matchup, the Jaguars' defense did play better. You can't blame them for playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are an elite team. Not just an AFC elite, they are an elite team. Jaguars are 4-1 against the number the last five meetings in the series. I like the underdog here. Not only that, but I like a bonus play on the under. Low-scoring game, but I think the Jaguars win this game outright.
5: This is my top side of the week. and get over at picksandparlays.net. I really like this one. Had a good weekend last weekend. I think this one's going to be an easy winner for me this weekend.
1: All right. Let's move on to the Cowboys and the Saints. A good matchup here. Cowboys 3-0, and 3-0 against the spread. The Saints, uh, they do have Teddy Bridgewater, but he was serviceable in their win against the Seahawks. Uh, Joe, how are you feeling?
3: Well, I know, I know, I know. No Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater, as Ch- Chelsea, me- message- as Chelsea <laughs> mentioned, as Chelsea mentioned a moment ago, brings a different dynamic to the Saints' offense. Yes, Dallas at three zero, both straight up and against spread. But guys, they faced a one and two Giants team, an zero three Redskins team, and an zero three Miami team. For those of you keeping score at home, that's one and eight. That's not too good, guys. New Orleans has played better opponents. Folks, on paper, you're supposed to play the Cowboys here. But America's team is just 1-5 against spread the last six at the Superdome, which is the loudest and nastiest and toughest place for a visitor to play in the NFL. I'm taking the Saints here.
5: I agree. I think the Saints win out right here. I will take the points. And I'm probably going to wait to game time, hoping this number slides back to three. Uh, But either way, I think the Saints win. I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill will do plenty.
1: All right, that's our NFL Rapid Fire segment. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger, you can find me here every day, 1 Pacific, for Eastern, at least on weekdays. We don't do it on the weekends. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. It was a great show today, full of animated talk and banter about some of these football games, both soccer, you know, their original football, and American football. Uh, let's recap all of our picks from today's show uh, in case, you know, you weren't paying attention or if you're just now tuning in. We've got you covered, starting with some Premier League soccer picks from Nick Geber. Uh, Aston Villa, Burnley, taking Villa plus 120. Bournemouth, West Ham, take the draw at plus 261. Uh, Wolves, Watford, take Wolves plus 102. Uh, and then moving on, Chip Tremis gave us some NFL and college free picks. Indiana, Michigan State minus 14 and a half, taking the Hoosiers uh, in this one. Indiana to cover. SMU, South Florida, South Florida in this one at plus eight. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh in that Monday night game next week. Minus three, three and a half in the line, or the over-under, excuse me, is 44. Chips taking the under at 44. Moving on to Craig Trapp's rapid fire. NFL picks, Pats at Bills taking the Pats. Minus seven to stay undefeated. Panthers, Texans taking the over 47 and a half. Bucks at Rams, taking the Rams to cover that big number, minus nine and a half. And Joe D'Amico gave us some rapid fire picks as well for the NFL. Seahawks, Cardinals, taking the Seahawks, minus five. Jags, Broncos, taking the Jags on the road, plus three. Uh, Cowboys, Saints, taking the Saints, plus two and a half for that big matchup uh, in New Orleans. Yeah, it's in New Orleans. Nobody's taking the Cowboys, I suppose even though I think Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett uh, both playing for new contracts. You know they're motivated. All right, that's our show for today. We'll see you back here on Monday, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, for more Picks and Parlays Radio. Bet, win, repeat. See you Monday.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.